Talk about things that I didn't expect today. I did not expect to be doing a radio show with a person wearing a UTEP football shirt today. That's what I will be staring at for the next hour. An Adidas Utah, uh, excuse me, UTEP football shirt worn by Parker. That's the University of Texas at El Paso, Tyler. I guess they're an Adidas school, or is that just an Adidas shirt? I guess shirt? so. The only reason I have this shirt is because one of my very good friends in the coaching profession, Scotty Walden, is the new head coach out there as of three months ago. So nice. He sent me a shirt. I'll wear it, especially on a day like today. Yeah. Who was when there? When EA Sports College football, is, it was Dana, Dana Dimmel, Dimmel, right? Yeah. yeah, his son played at Kansas State, I think, like 10 years ago or so. Yeah, Dana also played at Kansas State back in the day. But, uh, yeah, he got the boot. Scotty's the new head coach. Mm-hmm. So, picks up, repping the minors today. And on a picks day. Picks up, that's what they say? That's what they say. The out pinky there. out and the thumb out. Okay. Yep, it's kind of like the, B- the BYU hand sign almost. <laughs> or like the uh, uh, Aloha, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, on a day where EA Sports College football is upon us. Online dynasty time. It feels like UTEP is an appropriate school to rep. Dude, you know what would be awesome if we could get... I mean, I've got two TVs in here. You've got a TV next to you. I guess we probably couldn't do it while other people are doing their shows throughout the day. But how awesome would it be if we got together like a Ref Army Online Dynasty League? going on in the yes. new college football game. Yes, wouldn't the that, be, wouldn't that yes. be sweet, you know? I, I don't know how we would do that. Maybe we could set up a TV and get a console yes. somewhere in the back of the yes. station. But Yes, yeah. all of uh-huh. these things need to happen. Okay, I'll, I'll just I'll take care of it and I'll expense it. And hopefully okay. hopefully ownership is, is cool with that, with us doing an online dynasty. No, um, that's, that's big news today for uh, the college football fan and, and one that grew up playing this game. And this is, we're not exactly the same age, but this is our wheelhouse growing up right here. This is definitely in my wheelhouse oh, yeah. growing up. Man, I, I, st- I, remember, I remember playing with Steven Alexander on this game way back in the day. Actually, my dad playing as OU and just throwing it to Steven Alexander every single play and beating me in that game. But this goes way back for me. So this is a sentimental day for this guy. NCAA football 25 coming back after a long hiatus. Let's go. I'm all about this thing. And there's even stories out today, and I know that you'll love this. Uh, 24-7 Sports has a story out today of projecting the video game's 10 highest rated players. 10 highest rated players for NCAA football 2025. I'm guessing they're saying if the game were to come out this year and have this football season... They have Ollie Gordon listed first at an overall projection of 99. Yeah, well, can't can't dispute that. If OU had a top 10 player, who would it most likely be? I think it's got to be Stutz, right? I, Stutz is the easy and, answer. And, uh, yeah. is, would you say nationally he's the most well-known player that OU has coming into this year? Yes. I think he is too. There are three candidates in my mind. Stutzman, Billy Bowman, and Luke Elzinga. <laughs> hey, man. As you know, man. Saved us like, from the plaster disaster. It was it, it went all right at punter after uh, after that Texas game last year. You remember year. how many 90-plus overall punters there were in that game back in the day? Uh, no, that is one fact I, I do not like, remember. If you were upper echelon at the position, you I mean, they're, the best punters in the game, the top probably 5 to 10 were 95 and above. Well, Luke Helsinga, a 99, reporting it here first. 
Um, Travis Hunter, they they say will be a 97, guessing a 97. Quinn Ewers at Texas at a 96. His best NCAA football attribute is awareness. Yes, he was very aware <laughs> when Gentry Williams jumped the route and picked him off on like the second play of the game. Wait, wait, wait. What is with this Quinn Ewers fascina- fascination nationally? I, I do not yet. get it. I do not get it, and you can't make it make sense to me, other than the fact that he plays quarterback at the University of Texas, and he is a former five-star recruit. What on earth has that man done to earn his reputation currently as one of the top ten players in college football that will return for the 2024 season? Harold Perkins is a linebacker at LSU. Overall projection 95. He's a good player. Yeah. Shudder Sanders at a 95. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Caleb Downs at Ohio State at 95. Emeka Egbuka, wide receiver at Ohio State at 94. Carson Beck at Georgia at 94. Jalen Daniels at Kansas at 94, if he's available. Maybe he can only play the first two or three weeks and he's out for the rest of the year. And Dylan Gabriel at Oregon at 94 is what they're guessing on the game. He'll be a top 10 highest rated player. Best, you, you, you ready for this? Let's hear it. Text line, brace yourself for this. Because for each player, they have the best attributes. It says throw power for Dylan Gabriel. This is his <laughs> oh, best attribute boy. of the game. Oh, the master of the deep ball, Dylan Gabriel. Tell, yes. like, again, no hate on DG. I defended him as relentlessly as anybody. But tell me you didn't watch any OU football this past year without <laughs> right. telling me you didn't watch any OU football this past year. His arm, power, his arm strength was good enough, but is that his best attribute? No. Uh-uh. No, no shot. What is his best attribute? Accuracy? Probably awareness. Awareness? Yeah. Awareness was one of those attributes back in the day for on those old games for quarterbacks where if you had good awareness, it would like drastically increase your overall rating. Aware enough to jump up in the air and find Nick Anderson in the back of the end zone in the Cotton Bowl to beat Facts. Texas. Yeah. Facts. 580 Brennan Thompson would have a 99 speed, that's for sure. If not 100. Well, he should have 100 speed, yes. And just make him run straight every single play. That's all he should have to do. Yeah, I mean, he, he would have to be in contention for the title of fastest player in the game because Gatlin Bear is not going to be enrolling at Oregon for another two years. So He's going on a mission, correct? Yes, yes. Yeah, 24-7 Sports had the top 10 fastest players in college football this year, and Brennan Thompson wouldn't even listen in the top 10. Again, tell me you didn't watch OU this year without telling me. I, I mean, right? I mean, seriously. Under-informed. Uh, the fact that you had – well, and like, here's the thing. It doesn't do any favors to the national media with regard to the public perception of what they pay attention to and what they don't pay attention to when you have two Colorado players in your top ten overall. Yeah. What, uh, w- what are some musts for you in this game? Like, you get to press the circle button, and you can crane kick when Danny Stutzman scores a touchdown. That'd be cool. You play with Mississippi State, and out of every single formation, the jet sweep is a play that you can run. Would you like the ability to hire Connor Stallions on your staff and spy on opposing teams? Would you like to be able to play with FAU, press the X button, and you mock opposing players with Tom Herman? Tom Herman grabbing his nipples. Would you like to play a game at OU, and there's a stoppage in the second quarter for kicking for chicken, and they have kicking for chicken during the game? There's a lot of different things that I want to see. This is maybe a more big-picture answer than what you're looking for, but to me, 
having traveled to many different venues over the last five years covering OU football and just seeing all the things that make them unique and distinctive and memorable, I hope there is a lot of attention paid and detail given to the individual venues in which these college football games are played on the actual game. All in all, what I hope the game reflects is a very intricate, very time-intensive effort by the developers. I don't want this just to be a college football game. Sure. Right? Like bring out the passion of the decade. sport. Yeah, yeah bring we waited out- a decade for this. I would hope it's evident in the development of the game that these people that were involved in the production put a lot of time and energy into making every single detail as realistic as possible, and I think you'll be able to tell – in how those venues are presented on your screen. Especially the Kibbe Dome in Idaho. Let's Facts. make sure we preserve that. No, I, and they've done a good job of that in the past, but college football just has so much passion. Like, each place is so different than the other in a lot of cases, you know, with just, well, here's what they're known for, right? This place, I mean, that, that's a cool thing about college football. Yeah. I don't think the NFL has that as much as this sport does. So bring that out, for yeah. sure. Show me, show me the student section doing the Wabash Cannonball at Kansas State. Show uh, me show tech me. fans throwing batteries on the field. <laughs> oh, gosh. Can you imagine cutscene, a CGI-generated fan just flings a Duracell at the opposing bench? Show me Mid-Zoo mid- tampering in the offseason with the transfer portal. Show me, show me Gallo Sweeney hauling down the <laughs> hill at Clemson. Yeah, seriously. He, he, buddy, he leads the team out, doesn't he? It's yeah. like full sprints. And the day that he falls in the end zone, then, oh boy, that one's, that one's going to go viral. Show me the active construction site at Vanderbilt Stadium. Yeah, I love that's great. 580 says Tom Herman kissing feature. <laughs> Travis from California, how does NIO work with EA uh, college football game? I, I, I think that's what they've been trying to figure out for, for so long. And I don't think we'll get any hint I think that's one of those things. That's one of those features that they'll probably keep under wraps until release. Pastor Andy says, show me fans at Gaylord Memorial holding up red solo cups. There we go. Yeah. A little crowd pan and everyone's singing red solo cup at the end of the third quarter. Let's go. Recruiting Boomer says, show me the Big 12 reps not calling penalties yeah. for OU. Well, yeah. Seriously, Recruiting Boomer. That's a good point. Tyler from Kellyville says, will they have the Northwestern hazing feature in the game? <laughs> God. Wow. <laughs> that took a turn. 405, there better be the Dr. Pepper's uh, scholarship challenge, by God. Yeah, can't, people doing chess passes in the doc, Dr. Pepper scholarship challenge to win that award should be outlawed. Throw it like a real football, please. Yeah, you got to back them up from the target, make it wider if you have to. But that's like that's the thing. 10 yards away, you can chess pass. 20 yards away, you can't chess pass. You got to throw. Cherokee Sooner says, "Show me Holgerson breaking a headset." Nine hundred three listener says, "Show me UTP tests." <laughs> Gunner from Grove, they need to include get back coaches on the sidelines. You know who this is best news for, right? Today, out of any other college football program, Nebraska. They can finally make it to a bowl game. That there's a video game coming out. Hey. Nebraska can finally get to six wins and play in a postseason bowl game. That's the, Congrats, uh, guys. The longest bowl drought in the Power Five right now. Man. Yeah, hopefully every time you play at OU and you pick up a first down, there'll be a boomer at every single first down. Hawaiian Sooner says the game should reflect the 12,000 fans at USC's game. Oh, buddy. How about what uh, Bill Plaschke said today? 
he's making way too much money and the results are crap, essentially. He's, no lies detected. I mean, he says, I, I think you should be on the hot seat, is what Bill Plasky said earlier today. Man. Um, well, I, I'm going to try to find the exact quote that he had because I put it on our Facebook page. The Ref Sports Radio Network, if you're not following us there already. It says, everybody is really upset with him. Everybody is really down on him. I was hoping he would leave, but he hurt his NFL chances by having a bad season. He's got a lot to prove. He's making a lot of money with little results. He can't coach a defense. I think he's on the hot seat. No way dude could really get fired this year, right? A 405 listener says, show me mule shoe balding worse and worse as the game goes on. Can you guys, can we just do this today? Is, <laughs> I mean, his hairline recedes a little bit more every single season of Dynasty mode that you play. I vote the next 45 minutes are exactly what it's been the past 10. Just <laughs> reading texts like this. You guys are fantastic. 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. We'll read text. I guess we'll try and get into some 2025 recruiting. But I want to read what you guys have to say on the text line as well. We'll do all that coming up next right here on The Ref. Locked in with McComas and Thune, live on The Ref. We are the homeless Sooner fans. Have you at least been scanning the text line during oh, yes. the break? I feel like it's going to be a uh, historic day on the text line. It's going to be I one of those so, days, man. man. Give me one of those Historic days. days on the text line are always welcome. Ref Army listening nationwide today via the free KREF app. Just search KREF in the App Store if you don't have the app already. Would you like to do the whole uh, rate each city that I'm about to list off here? Ooh, okay, on the okay. Scale? San Antonio, Texas is tuned in today. San Antonio mm. itself, I'll give a 6 out of 10. Man, oh, okay. Denver, Colorado. I like Denver. I rate Denver pretty high. Yeah, I'll say Denver's an 8 out of 10. Knoxville, Tennessee. Never been there for very long. Only passed through. Houston, Texas. I don't like Houston at all. Columbus. 2 out of 10. Columbus, Nebraska. Ooh, Columbus, Mm. Nebraska. I played several baseball tournaments there growing up. All in all, within the greater context of smaller towns in the state of Nebraska... It's not bad. I will say it is a 7 out of 10. Garden City, Kansas. Gosh. I was just there two weeks ago. Miserable place. <laughs> Zero out of 10. It's not a small town, but it is a town in Oklahoma. Weatherford, Oklahoma. Where I used to have good times back in the day. Shout out JC Cowboys while in college. But you, Weatherford, Oklahoma. Weatherford, Oklahoma, mm. to me, is a good solid 8 out of 10. They get bonus points for producing Ethan Downs and C.J. Nixon. And um, some former players of the past as well, Wes Sims uh, included out there in uh, in Weatherford. Before we get to the text line, it'll be a heavy text line day today because you guys are putting out awesome content there, as always, of course. But what's the big storyline right now for 2025 recruiting? Is there one? I mean, like, what, what, what is it at this point? Because nothing just seems super imminent at this at this moment. And nothing is. So, you know, I think... What's going to be really interesting to me once the dead period ends is I do think there's going to be a race. And I don't know how quickly the race concludes, but you have several targets on the board that could be in Oklahoma's wide receiver room. You have several targets on the board that could be in Oklahoma's safety room. You have several targets on the board that could end up in OU's class at the running back position. Just to pick a few. Linebacker's another one where you only have – One take left. Who gets those spots? I get the sense that much as they did a year ago, Oklahoma's going to get to the point where they have to say no to some dudes because they're going to have more that want in 
than they have room for. First world problems, Tyler. Yeah. Those are the problems you want to be having. But I think it'll be a predicament nonetheless. Are any positions are, are they done at any positions in twenty twenty five? Quarterback? Quarterback, yeah. Right? Um is is that it? Outside of right? that. Yeah. I mean they're close at some positions. Yeah, they're close at receiver. Close at wide receiver and maybe even close at running back if they're just gonna take one scholarship guy, but quarterback right now. I mean, really that is they're only gonna take one quarterback in this class, or it feels like that's the case right now. If you're just tuning in and as we go through the text line here and you have no idea what we're doing or what we're talking about, the new NCAA football game is apparently coming out, NCAA football 2025, and I asked for some special features the game needs to have, such as Mississippi State's playbook needs to have the jet sweep as an option from every formation. You should be able to do the crane kick when Danny Stutzman scores a touchdown. Um, You should be able to mock opposing players. When you play with Tom Herman's team. So we're just throwing out some some random things. From the 405. Texas sucks. Featured from the new EA Sports College football game. Five-star UT football recruits automatically become soft and entitled pansies and lose player attribute strength after signing with Texas. So what does that mean? Like they automatically become like 68 overall. Correct, That would yes. be hilarious. Yes. The Texas effect. How do you reverse that? Is there a way to reverse that in the game? No, uh uh-uh. uh. I don't think so. So you're just eternally screwed if you pick Texas eternally, to run Dynasty yes. mode with? Okay, I'm with it. 405, they should have overrated Texas ranked number one every time you start a season. <laughs> <laughs> that, could, that could actually happen. That would be, yeah, pretty accurate. Pretty true to life. Can't wait to go old school mid zoo and have Chase Daniel picking boogers. Yeah, I wonder. They need some old uh, historic teams, which. <laughs> For Missouri, historic teams would be Chase Daniel, Jeremy Macklin teams. That's 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 all they would have. 2007 Big 12 runner-up Missouri Tigers. Yeah, that's their, that's their old historic team at this point. Uh, Connor Stallions is in the stands, says a texter in the 405. Sooner Jet says, I want to see Heupel standing on business and body slamming drink a slitch, slits after a Tennessee win over Mizzou. Jeff from OKC says, anytime they show an OU fan in the game, they're throwing horns down. Mm. Hawaiian Sooner said, DKR Stadium should have a pet monkey oh, on its sideline. yes, line. please. <laughs> oh, Slim Brady says, skip post-game interviews in Dynasty mode when playing for Lincoln Riley. Mm. Sorry, no players available, including the reigning Heisman winner. <laughs> and the ability to punish, like, 23-year-old reporters while they're on the job. You know, just keep them out of practice for two weeks. Because you're soft. Lincoln Riley's soft. Reformed Sooner says, Brian Kelly, creepy dance. <laughs> Tim in Missouri says, Mississippi State jet sweep option? Hell, it should be mandatory to run one each series of every game. Yeah, with a walk-on wide receiver as well. You have to run at least one in every single series. Like when it's <laughs> when it's fourth down and the you know it automatically, like it auto-populates the special teams package. Every single second down, it just auto-populates a page that just says Jet Sweep, Jet <laughs> yeah, Sweep, yeah. Jet Sweep. You pick your play, but no, it, it just the game just kind of resets. It's like, no, 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 you're running a Jet Sweep here on third and eight. What are you doing? Jimmy and Tulsa says, in the game, you should definitely have OSU's 1945 National Championship banner behind the field goal post. Oh, it will. I don't doubt that it will. You can play as the NCAA doing investigations. 
a 405 listener, says, featured on the new EA Sports college football game, all zero state Cowboys games will have players referred to by number only in Mike Gundy's voice. Five has a little wiggle to him. Five's got, he's got some wiggle. Twelve, he can go. Nice. Not, you, you know we appreciate that a lot on the rush. Thank you. Show me the girl on Bourbon Street, says Tyler from Kellyville. Oh, Who remembers the girl from Bourbon Street during the Texas-Washington college football playoff game this oh, year? Oh, boy. Oh, Big Chris says, since they hate Riley so much in L.A., all the fans could put together the money and buy out his contract and send him packing. That would be a hell of a statement. You, I maybe that should be a feature in the new game, pooling together money not for NIL but to buy out your coach. Yeah, and you can fire him at uh, tarmac on LAX like they did Lane Kiffin. Dude, wouldn't that be like it? Already feels pretty sweet right now, the way they feel about him and the way things are headed for USC. Like it feels pretty awesome, right? Like, Bill Plaschke saying that today with Dan Patrick, it was just like, well, I yeah, we know that Bill Plaschke, but. God, I hate that idiot. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that that's out there. But if he gets fired like Lane Kiffin did, that will be the ultimate feeling during all of this. If that's how he ends up getting run out of town. It would be great. Puerto Rican Sooner says, I want to see Georgia players speed into the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> Nitz joke, but a good one. I, uh, our Texas fan troll actually put out a funny. Recruiting Doomer 2, Texas fan troll. Pretty good. I'll give it to you. I'll take the Fayetteville Police Department as my defense when playing OU. Not bad, Texas Troll. It's pretty good. That's the last time we're going to say anything nice to you, though, for Alex, the foreseeable future. Alex from Manford says, I can't wait to play USC on the new NCAA game so I can be down 17-0 and win 45-17. to <laughs> Yeah. Or be down, uh, what was Tulane down in the Cotton Bowl? 45-30. Yeah. With like With three, two, minutes, three to go. minutes left, and they end up winning outright in regulation. Tyler from Kellyville also says, so does that mean neck will be played when you play with LSU? If you don't know what uh, neck is by the LSU band, and you plan on going to Baton Rouge next year, maybe just do some research if you're bringing some kids along. Just do a little research there. 903 listener says, if UT wins a low-tier bowl game, cut scene where Sam Ellinger comes on and says, we're back. Longhorn Nation. We're back. Yeah, that didn't work out well. Or a random ESPN uh, play-by-play guy, if Texas wins a non-conference game, saying, Texas is back, folks, after they beat a Notre Dame team that would go on to win like four or five games that year. Mark in Newcastle says, better yet, three black Escalades pull up to the tarmac to fire Muleshoe. Man, USC and Muleshoe really getting attacked in the new uh, uh, feature on NCAA football. I would expect nothing less. A 405 listener says, when you play at LSU, everyone is drunk, and the coach will be interviewed at halftime using his Cajun accent. Yeah, I wish, um, or I hope, that Coach O can be a coach again at a major program before this game comes out, if we're going to do halftime or postgame interviews. That'd be sweet. Uh, 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Any update on old uh, Lincoln Cure out there in Goodland, Kansas? No, no update. Dead period, there's just not a lot of... Yeah. Updates to go. Him and his family right are figuring things out, whittling it down, but no no tangible update in the last week or so. OU and Kansas State still is the top two? Yep. It's going to be quite the battle. Quite the battle between OU and Kansas State. And you, like, you wouldn't think that in the year 2024, Kansas State would be the school that OU is going toe-to-toe with for 
a tight end from the Midwest, right? But like, it reminds me a lot, and I know nobody's going to want to hear this because we know how it ended, but it, it kind of reminds me of the Grant Bricks recruitment. Yeah. Right? Like, Bill Beedmo shouldn't be competing with Nebraska for a blue-chip offensive lineman, but just a little bit of a different kid. Bias aside here, I mean, I, I definitely have some bias towards uh, Lincoln Cure, the name, the kid, like all that. But with the three main tight ends that we're talking about here, it would best serve OU if they could only get one to get who? Lincoln Cure, Desan Brame, or Nate Roberts. For OU, like their production, how they fit, like everything that goes into it, if OU could only get one of the three, who would be the best to get? Answer is Lincoln Cure. Um, I think circumstantially you can make the case for it being Nate Roberts just because it strengthens OU's stranglehold on in-state recruiting. But Lincoln Cure is a freak show, man, and that's no knock on Roberts and Brain because they're outstanding athletes in their own right, and there's a reason why they're both ranked national top five tight ends. But Lincoln Cure is just different, man. Like, there's, there's a reason that kid is my absolute favorite in terms of his what he brings on the field in the 2025 cycle because, man, yeah, you don't find many of those types of dudes. No, you don't. 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. So many more texts to get to. We'll do that. More 25 recruiting as well right here on The Ref. Locked in with McComas and Thune live on The Ref. We are the home of Sooner fans. ESPN has the top newcomer for each team in the top 25. Anyone want to take a guess as to who ESPN thinks OU's top newcomer is going to be this year? Anybody? Anybody have a guess whatsoever? Parker Thune? And his UTEP football t-shirt, does he have a guess? It would have to be David Stone, right? It would have to be David Stone, and it is David Stone. That's correct. The Sooners are joining the SEC, and you can never have enough athletic Versatile defensive lineman in that league. Oklahoma is still trying to elevate its defense, and Stone will help. He's a six foot four, two hundred and eighty pound lineman who fits what Coach Brent Venables wants up front and can help get after the quarterback or stop the run. He is the number one defensive tackle in the class. It was a huge recruiting win for the Sooner staff. Uh, agree on all points there. I'm fine with everything that was said. Texas, their top newcomer is Isaiah Bond, the transfer from Alabama. Okay, that's reasonable. And, yeah, you know, you think newcomers, you think incoming freshmen, you also got to consider transfers. Probably the only transfer that I would have considered as far as Oklahoma was concerned would be Deion Burks. Yep. But even so, you know, David Stone comes in at more of a position of need than Deion Burks, so that's why I figured David Stone is and was the answer. Of course, Williams Winery is the top newcomer for Mizzou at Oklahoma State. It is Kobe Houghton. Oh, he's a transfer from UTEP, actually. Really? The t-shirt you got on today, yeah. How about that? Really don't know a whole lot about uh, Oklahoma State's 2024 recruiting class. We didn't <laughs> spend don't have much of a 2024 recruiting class. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't spend a whole lot of time on, uh, on, on that one. Uh, okay, from the 918 on the text line, Douglas Utu, Jonah Williams, and Michael Fasusi would give OU three top 10, 15 players as of now on Rivals. Chances we get those guys, when was the last time OU had two offensive linemen in the top 10 to 15? I'll start with the last question there because I looked at it during the break. I think the two highest rated offensive linemen OU has gotten in the recruiting rankings era, Wes Sims 
and Bray Walker. The last time OU got two offensive linemen top 10 to 15, I don't, I don't think that's ever happened in the recruiting rankings era. Hasn't it? I think maybe in 2020 it could have. I know Aaron Parks was a top 10 guy. Um, Are we I'm talking to top whether... 10, 15 nationally or top 10, 15? Oh, at the, at the, okay, okay. Yeah, I see yeah, what yeah, yeah, nationally. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's never happened. I don't think Oklahoma gets Douglas Utu. I don't think Oklahoma is much of a consideration right now for Douglas Utu. And it's pretty clear where Oklahoma has prioritized the focus of their recruiting efforts in the 2025 class on the offensive line. Michael Fasusi, Ty Haywood, Lamont Rogers, Andrew Babalola. Those are the guys they would love to have. Yeah, there was some buzz for Douglas Utu, what, late last year? Um, OU and USC, it felt like were, were in that, um, but that, that cooled off. Because they've got, not only does Gorman have Douglas Utu this year, they've got the two other four-stars there, correct? Yeah, like, SJ Alofi Tuli being one, and then, gosh, I can't remember offhand what the name of the other kid is. Gorman's going to have an offensive line where three of their five starters, one's a five-star and two's a four-star. I don't know about the other two. It's a pretty good offensive line. It's pretty nasty, man. Jeez, it's incredible. Uh, Big John from Texas says, Thank God for David Stone. Could you imagine if we didn't get him? Hopefully he broke the curse. Yeah, I think overall, and we've talked about this enough and pulled the text line enough, overall there's a very positive, very good feeling around the 2024 class and what OU got. I don't think that would have been there if OU whiffed on David Stone. No. Like everyone no. would still be excited about, you know, other players in this. You you always had to get David Stone. You just did. Well, and not just for David, and and that's not only because of David Stone, but that opens the door to a much larger, much more diabolical narrative. If he's a Miami Hurricane, for instance, because yeah, the twenty twenty four class at that point is still a top ten class nationally, but you would have a very vocal contingent of the fans that would be going. Boy, they landed all the four-star guys. They landed all the three-stars they wanted. They didn't get David Stone or Williams Winery. You miss on your top two defensive line targets in the same cycle for whatever reason, right? And we know what the reason would have been. Oh, sure. Miami was still trying leading up to signing day. We found that out. But you miss for whatever reason on both of those guys, yeah, you're going to hear about it. Yeah, I like... We had Todd Bates hater on the uh, Todd Bates nemesis on the text line. Which did we change his name or did he change his he, name he or did he go away vanished. or something like that? Like he had nothing to text. We about had after. some Todd Bates haters on the text line last year. Some Todd Bates doubters, and that all cooled off. That really went away as soon as he got David Stone in this class, and rightfully so. And not only did he get David Stone, it allowed you to really get Jaden Jackson as well. So it was. It was it was huge, man. I will OU get a defensive lineman interior on the interior as good as David Stone this year. I don't see that guy at, right now, but you you had to get that guy. You, you just had to. Four oh five says I believe our best newcomer of the year is going to be Devon Mitchell. I'll hear that. I'll hear your case, and I will validate that. There is a legitimate case there for Devon Mitchell being your top newcomer because, once again, much like David Stone, he comes in as a very highly regarded player at a conspicuous position of need. And so he's going to have the opportunity, much like David Stone, to make a major contribution right off the bat. 
Uh, this text says for the 405, who is the greatest player to come out of Bishop's Gomer? <laughs> I, well, I, I know the best player to come out of Bishop Gorman. Bishop's Gomer? I'm not, I'm not sure about that yeah, one. Yeah, I think he's on OU's staff right now. Oh, I know he's on OU's staff right now. I can look up Bishop Gorman football alumni. Um, I'm trying to find someone on the same level of DeMarco Murray, and I am not. Do, DTR, Dorian Thompson Robinson. <laughs> Ronnie Stan. Okay, Ronnie Stanley went to, uh, went to Gorman. So they th- definitely had some NFLers, but they haven't had a NFL Offensive Player of the Year like, uh, like DeMarco. So he would, he'd be the answer to that question. Hawaiian, uh, Hawaiian Sooner says top newcomer is the kicker, Liam. Which, that may be. Remember that when, may be. Remember when Liam Evans' dad told us a couple of months ago that Liam's going to wear number 35, and he's going to wear number 35 for a special reason? Mm-hmm. Well, you saw a lot of those newcomers release photos with their new jersey numbers. There's Liam Evans with number 35. So dad wasn't lying to us. He knew it all along. No. And like all in all... It's probably not something like it, it's not something in which I would be comfortable making a prediction right now, but I think there's a very good chance that we look at it at season's end and say Liam Evans had more of an impact on this football team than any other freshman because obviously we expect David Stone and Devon Mitchell and others to be regular contributors for Oklahoma, but considering how bad things were in the special teams and especially in the place kicking department for Oklahoma a year ago let's say Liam Evans wins that job and much like Gabe Burkich in 2019 turns in an outstanding freshman campaign we may look at some of the games that Oklahoma won throughout the year and conclude okay one of the differences maybe not the difference but certainly one of the differences in swinging that win for Oklahoma was having a kicker that you could actually rely well, on. Well, and that's going to have to be the case, man, because I'm going to state the obvious here, but moving to the SEC and everyone's calling this a daunting schedule next year, and it will be more difficult than last year. But, Parker, the fact is, like, look, we can sit here and talk about offensive line all we want or defensive line or all these other positions. OU has got to be better on special teams this year. Got to. Because they were bad in some games last year. And if you're equal to what you were in special teams for a lot of last year, that's going to be problematic in the SEC. They've got to make strides. They've got to make strides there for sure. Got to. And I think they will. And I'm curious what hire they make to replace Jay Nunez. But you're going to have a lot more competition for that starting place kicker battle. It's not going to be handed to Zach Schmidt by default, for lack of a better alternative. Uh I I have to imagine the returner situation and that whole conversation will be revisited because, you know, I I hope for Gavin Freeman's sake he can iron out some of the issues that he had down the stretch in 2023 with the Muffs and all that. That's that's a mental thing. That's not a physical thing. That's a mental thing. And so if he can iron that out, then hopefully he becomes a little bit more reliable in that department. Either that or you just turn it over to a guy like Peyton Bowen. Uh, you get Luke Elzinga back for another year. All the pieces are there for Oklahoma to play and perform much better in an overall sense on special teams. It all just at this point, the only real question is who gets hired to oversee that unit. Sure. Speaking of coaching hires, uh, not OU related, but uh, it is a former OU staffer. Brian Odom looks like he's landed at North Texas as the uh, linebackers coach. So best of luck to him. Upgrade over USC. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> Duh. Except the traffic's just as bad in Denton uh, one day of the year as it is in L.A. Yeah. Denton, Texas around noon. OU, Texas Friday. Pretty rough, man. Maybe it's a little bit later than noon. Maybe if you get there at noon, it's not as bad. But you get there a little bit later than that. Ooh, boy. Not fun. Final segment of Locked In coming up next. Dorsey Jones, Buick GMC in El Reno, bringing you the sour of Locked In with McComas and Thune. Dorsey Jones is family-owned and operated, established in 2020, but many of their employees have been there for more than 20 years. Dorsey Jones, Buick GMC, go check them out in El Reno. Uh, Quickly, you see what's going on at LSU right now? What is going on at LSU right now? Running back Trey Hawley, who I looked during the break, he was SEC Freshman of the Week one, uh, one week last year. He ultimately redshirted. Uh, He's been taken into custody on three felony charges, one being attempted second-degree murder. Well, that ain't good. That ain't good. Don't love that. My guess would – I don't know what the LSU running back depth chart was looking like going into spring, but I'm guessing he ain't going to be a part of it, attempted second-degree murder. Just a guess on my part. Hmm. Interesting. Well – We'll see what happens at LSU. And we were talking yesterday, Travis and I were about, you know, well, who are the, who are kind of the wild cards in the SEC this year? Who's the wild card? Who's the big unknown in the SEC this year? And we said, well, it could be Tennessee with Nico. Well, it could be LSU replacing a Heisman Trophy winner. Oh, but come on, man. It's got to be Alabama replacing the GOAT, right? Well, what if it's OU, man? Is OU got to... It just feels like half the league, if not more teams, are kind of pretty big unknowns coming into this year. Georgia might be the one team that you you can't expect of what you're going to get. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's not necessarily exclusive to the SEC. That's across all of college football. They're... Vast changes coming for a majority of the programs that we consider to be the upper tier ones in the sport. You know, you look at Michigan, they have a head coach to replace. Ohio State, I guess they're going to roll out Will Howard as their starting quarterback. Uh, Oregon will be breaking in Dylan Gabriel uh, and some new skill position guys. You got to replace Troy Franklin, obviously. Um, there is no team save for, for probably Georgia, and that's never a good thing, right? Because you're like, well, shoot, Georgia's got a leg up on everybody, as if they didn't already. But there really is no team outside of the Bulldogs that you look at and you go, yep, know exactly what that team is going to bring to the table this fall. Las Vegas Sooner says Bishop Gorman tends to have a lot of overrated players. DeMarco clearly awesome, but in past 10 years, hopefully our man Jake Taylor We'll turn that trend around. He's a solid dude. Yeah, I'm trying to think if OU has gotten anybody else from Gorman other than Jake Taylor in recent years. Ryan um, Reynolds was was way back, right? Wasn't he from when he from Vegas as well? Ryan Reynolds was from Vegas, mm-hmm. and he wasn't the only one. But in the last decade, gosh, I can't think offhand. They they've landed some Vegas guys. Obviously, Javante Barnes was a Vegas guy, but he went to Desert Pines. Uh, B.J. Brooks was a Vegas guy eventually moved out to Sierra Canyon. I don't think as of late in the last few cycles there's been anybody safe for Jake Taylor that has gone to Oklahoma out of Bishop Gorman. Slim Brady, I'd rather not give Freeman any more chances back there because it kills me mentally. Still waiting for the day. Peyton Bowen's back there. I saw what he did his senior year of high school as a returner. 
Yeah, well, well, dude, look. dude, we talked at one point. We we're like, hey, is he better as a returner or is he better as a safety back there? Yeah, for real. <laughs> but, hey, look, don't, don't give up on Gavin Freeman. Don't count Gavin Freeman out because catching punts, catching footballs in general, and inability to do so is not a physical deficiency, right? Gavin Freeman's been catching footballs his whole life. He knows how to do it. He is capable of doing it. What it comes down to is a mental block and a mental shortcoming if you will. Something in Gavin Freeman's brain is getting him a little bit antsy when those footballs start to descend through the sky down back to the turf. And so, look, they're fixable. I mean, heck, we had this exact same conversation last offseason about Jaden Gibson, right? How we were talking about Jaden Gibson has all the talent in the world. He's just got to get past the Well, he had that drop in the, in the spring game, right? Correct. To, to win it, yeah. And there were a lot of folks that were ready to give up on Jaden Gibson after he dropped that pass in the spring game. I can remember seeing numerous tweets and message board posts and otherwise that were all saying, oh, get him the heck out of here. If that's what he's going to do every single time he's on the field, he'll never play at the University of Oklahoma. But again, when it's mental like that, it's very easily fixable. Drew from Flower Mound says soon it might be Zachariah Branch from Bishop Gorman. Yes. And I did see, I, was there a prediction logged for Isaiah Mosey to, to Oregon? Yes, there was. Yeah. Well, would you like to have Isaiah Mosey? Yes, you would have. Sure. But Isaiah Mosey wasn't going to make or break this wide receiver class. Absolutely not. Emmett Jones already has his core group. In fact, whoever you get next will not make or break this wide receiver class. No, no matter how good or how bad they are, and it will be a good player. This wide receiver class is already really good, and it will be one of the best wide receiver classes in all of 2025. All right, uh, the rush coming up next. Keep it locked on the ref.